Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee's Dan. Oh yes, you can say that two times. RadioWhat.com Lord, this is a barrel of monkeys. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, djlittlerock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you could have me at your next event. You know I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Are you not entertained? Let me entertain you. Speaking of entertainment, today on the program, I have Kate Stanton out of Ohio. I went back to Ohio. <laughs> that's, the, that's the pretenders. <laughs> Kate Stanton. Yeah, she's a singer-songwriter out there in Ohio and uh, and beyond. Really, she's all over the internet. So uh, I'm gonna I'm looking forward to chit-chatting with Kate Stanton and finding out more. So stick around. This week's shows I have one public show, my regular Friday night gig, the video dance party karaoke jam at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. <laughs> That's uh, from 8 p.m. until 12:30 in the AM, and you're the stars of the show. That's right, the stage is yours. And they got a full bar. The kitchen's open. Good food at that place. Oh, my goodness. They always send me home with a plate way too late, but uh, always delicious. They they got some. And it's not uh, just it's not bar food. I mean, they do send me home with wings because that's what I asked for. And they got burgers and pizzas and stuff like that. But the um, the new owners also own the, the Italian restaurant in Conway across from the, the movie theater there. So uh, if you're ever in the neighborhood, head over that to that place. But they've also uh, fancied up the the kitchen at the Rab. So uh, I'm si- very excited about that, uh, that they've been really uh, making uh, something that was really good even better. I like that. I like that a lot. And also they got a pool tournament on Friday nights. They got 10 diamond style pool tables. Uh, so it's video dance party, karaoke jam on this side of the Rab and over on that side. We got pool tables that you can play, even if you're not in the pool tournament. I know they save a couple of tables for the uh, for the non-tournament people. But if you want to try your hand at playing pool and possibly make some money while you're doing it, check out the Rab, Conway, Arkansas, Friday night. I start at 8 p.m. The karaoke jam starts at 8 p.m. And we go until 1230 in the AM. Very exciting. And then on Saturday, Saturday, let's see, I, well, usually I do weddings or parties on Saturday, but I think... I think I have a free Saturday this weekend, so I am going to have a good time. I just bought a, a new van, a new, uh, well, newer Chevy van, a big full size twenty five hundred van. So I need to to deck that thing out. My uh, my my DJ equipment is kind of laid all over the floor. I I had the um the little transit connect that was uh, smaller, so my uh, equipment fit you know really compact in the back of that transit van. But now I have this big honking, uh, you know, 2,500, uh, two and a quarter ton van, and it's got so much room. I need to block off just the back part and have, you know, the same space that I had in the transit and then have the middle part. Heck, I, I might uh, I might make it into some kind of a, a camping mobile and do some nature, nature walking, maybe some camping, maybe some, uh, you know, connecting with nature. Yeah. Yeah, kind of excited about that. I think I'll do that this weekend. I'll start to measure it out and 
maybe get some supplies over at the local lumber yard and yeah, get that thing formed out. Make myself a little little mini camper, do some excursions out in the wilderness, uh, connect with connect with nature. Yeah. All right, party people, that's enough intro. Let's get into it with Kate Stanton. I got her on Skype. So if you're listening to the audio version, I encourage you to check out the video version on my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash keys Dan Skyping Kate Stanton now. stands on my screen what <laughs> that's cool how are you oh so good man i you know I've, I've been following you around on twitter of course and, and i finally got you on the uh on the instagram and and the youtube the videos oh my goodness i'm a child of the mtv era i, I graduated in 1986 mtv came out around 81 and i, I remember music videos so i appreciate uh, an artist a singer that uh, takes the trouble takes the time to put out a, a video because when I do um, parties at the clubs and and even at, at private parties, I'll put up music videos. So I, I like to have the visual as well as the audio and your voice, yeah. your your singing, your style. It, it really lends itself to really any kind of visual. If you put up, you know, uh, oh, my goodness. All right. And this is listening to you. And correct me if I'm wrong. If any of these styles uh, hit you, the, the, the big three. That came to mind, Sarah, or big four, Sarah McLaughlin, Fiona Apple, Kate Bush, and even Enya. And th- those are the ones that slid in, slid into my head while I'm listening to you. Just, oh, just, just send me to another, another planet. Just, I'm out in the I'm universe. I'm so honored. Oh, I'm flying. I'm so honored because all four of those women I admire, they're wonderful singers and songwriters. Thank you very much. Oh, for sure. And and on your own right, you've been, at least for two years, uh, you've, you've been putting it out there to uh, to YouTube. Probably been doing it long. But let's rewind. Let's, uh, let's remix. Let's find out what Kate Stanton's all about here on the What yeah. Makes You Famous podcast. You know, um... I always like to start with, uh, well, I, ha- I have been starting with, um, if you were writing your own Wikipedia page, and I, I didn't see if you had a Wikipedia page, but if you were writing your own Wikipedia, and uh, maybe, you're, maybe you'll write it right down, and maybe somebody out there who has that knowledge of, of being able to uh, put you on the Wikipedia, if you were going to put your, the, maybe the top two paragraphs, uh, who, who is Kate Stanton. Yeah. So I am a country girl at heart. I grew up in the middle of a cornfield, practically in Ohio, about 40 miles outside of Columbus. So um, something that's near and dear to my heart is nature. And as a kid, I spent most of my time outdoors. And um, one of the first times I fell in love with music was really just singing to myself, playing outside. And um even to this day, I still am outside no matter the weather every single day. And I know a lot of the trees and the birds and animals. I just, I love being outdoors. So that is a big part of who I am. Um, I still feel like you can take the girl out of the the country, but you can't take the country out of the girl. I live in the suburbs now, but I miss, I miss being out in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Um, 
And then I would also put in majority of my childhood, um, I was actually a gymnast for about 11 years. I competed. And one of the most fun things about being a gymnast was the choreography to the music for your floor routines. And that's when I really started getting into music and started writing my own songs and stuff is when I started doing that about age 10 or so. All right. So Kate, Kate Stanton, yeah. Midwest girl out there in the cornfield uh, doing the, <laughs> the outdoor thing. You know, a lot of a lot of these kids today don't know how to play outside. You know, they, they uh, sit inside on their computer screens and and, uh, you know, you got to get outdoors. You got to get some fresh air. I think. Yeah, I think it's starting. There's a trend that's starting, you know, while you're having your morning cup of joe or your your morning juice, whatever. Go out your front door. Sniff nature. That's yeah. that's like your morning wake up call. So I appreciate that. And and when you were uh, talking about nature, I, I was kind of thinking of the Lorax speaking for the trees. You know that yeah. that that kind of that image popped up popped into my head while you were talking about nature. But yeah. I, I do, man. I, I grew up in in Miami, the Florida Keys. But it really in oh, the okay. in the Everglades. Um, mm-hmm. and riding motorcycles and ATCs and even bicycles out in the, in the nature. So I appreciate that. And I know it's got, it, it, do you get a lot of uh, inspiration from just taking a walk? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially like clear minded and being out in nature is inspiring. Being by yourself in nature is, is inspiring. And um, this sounds silly, but it's the truth. Some of my favorite singers are birds. <laughs> Bird song. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get a little yeah. concert while you're out there for sure. I mean, did you uh, do you spend time? Are you a bird watcher? Do you have the, yes. the binoculars and do you know yes. certain types of birds by their calls and and such? Do you, and yeah, uh, my grandmother and I did that together, and I keep a pair of binoculars in my car. Um, and then my workplace, I have double windows that are link of the building. So I have bird feeders out and, um, I know Ohio birds, but, um, I learned a lot about Florida birds last week. I had a a good time, like on vacation, enjoying all the Florida birds too. So, yeah, I was trying to figure out where you are and where you're from. And I finally figured out that you're from Ohio, but yeah, if if you're perusing your Instagram, uh, more recently, you took a trip to Florida, uh, not, not really close to my stomping grounds. You were in like the, the Northern part of Florida where, whereabouts did you end up? My family rents a house in Port St. Joe. It's like a sleepy fisherman's town. And uh, the port is lovely. Um, lots of boats coming in and out of there. I like to watch the boats come in out of the dock. Like there's this forklift that lifts these boats up and puts them four high in this huge building. And um, it was fun just bird watching there with my family, you know? So... So you're saying you watch the, the ships? Beaches are beautiful you, 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 you watch the ships come in, and then you watch them go away again. Did you get the reference? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you were sitting on the dock of the bay. <laughs> Sorry, cut out just a little bit. Okay, you you were all right. I'll I'll repeat it for you. <laughs> you were watching the ships come in, yes. and then you watched them out. go away again. You yes, were, I did. You were sitting on the dock of the bay. Oh my goodness, Otis Redding. <laughs> of course <laughs> that's so funny okay no i i, I do appreciate the ocean as well i was just talking about um salt water uh I, I, the the healing properties of salt water uh one of the um 
I guess the Dead Sea. People still go to the Dead Sea uh, for the healing yeah. properties of salt water. But I do miss the ocean. I'm out here in the middle of middle of the country. I'm in uh, in Arkansas now, in Central Arkansas. So my world yeah. turned from blue to green. So I, I appreciate the the um, the yeah. corn and the, uh, the 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 corn mazes. I guess around Halloween, usually there's uh, mazes that get dug out of the corn. Is that something that that you did? Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They're fun, too. You, you know, you can, um, I mean, they have corn mazes and bonfires and, and things like that. But if you're in Arkansas, I love the Ozarks. I've been ziplining through there, and there's it's beautiful in the Ozarks. Beaver Lake was my favorite. You could see the bottom of the lake. It was so clear. All right. When I was a younger man, I was a firefighter in in, uh, in the Key Largo. So, uh, but part of my training was going to Tampa and zip lighting between two buildings. I can't remember which buildings they were, but it was so cool. <laughs> Just uh, you know, yeah. I felt like Batman going going through. You say you zip line yeah. in the Ozarks? Is there a place to go? Is that something you do often still? Uh, you know, I've only gone once. Um, it was a couple of years ago and it was called I think it was called I went to see that church that is in the middle of the forest that like um, Frank Lloyd Wright helped um, helped model and there, I can't remember what the company's name is, but it was called Ziplining in the Ozarks. Okay, and it was really, it was really fun. Oh, this portion yeah. of the podcast brought to you by Ziplining on the in the Ozarks. Uh, put them on your walking tour <laughs> or on your Ziplining tour. I do appreciate shout outs. I do appreciate you know when you've gone to places and you remember places. You know, little coffee shops and and little mom and pop stores, especially the little ones. You know, hey, everybody's been to Walmart. Okay, yeah. I get that. But if, if you find something that's really hidden away, something that, that you have that, that, oh, wow, more people need to know about this. Or maybe more people don't need to know about this. Keep it your little secret. But I'm sure the, the store owners would be very happy uh, that you mentioned them by Absolutely. name. <laughs> support small business and support indie musicians. Of course. <laughs> you better believe it. You better believe it. Doing this podcast for sure. Uh, you know, I mentioned that uh, go see a local live musician. Go to your local coffee shop. Go to that open mic night. These are people that are trying to get out there, get their name out, and, and put it out to the world. But you said that mm-hmm. you started really having an appreciation for music, doing your walks. Uh, did, did you do music in school when, when you were a, a, a wee little Kate Stanton? You know, not formally. I was in choir in high school and I did solo and ensemble. I was a mezzo soprano in my school choir and I did Jesus Christ Superstar, the musical. That was a lot of fun. Um, but I didn't start. I got a job at a record store when I was 16 and I saved up some money and I got some guitar lessons because I really wanted to learn how to play guitar. And then um, play, started to teach myself a little piano and started to write my own songs to my own music. Because before I was writing like top line melodies over instrumentals. So I was a teenager when I started doing that. Well, explain that for the younger audience. Uh, what is a record store, Grandma? <laughs> yeah, really. So it used to be Camelot Music and then FYE bought it out. I don't know. You probably remember those days. Yeah. So FYE is for your entertainment. And this was back in the early 2000s when it was strictly CDs. So um, and we had some vinyls. But now you go in one and it's merchandise, it's video games, it's 
even instruments. So it's all kinds of stuff, but it used to be just about the music. And if you wanted a good record, you would come to someone up at the front desk and say, I want someone that sounds like so-and-so like, I like this band. So can you direct me in this direction? And, um, there was about four of us that worked mostly college students. So I was really excited as a high schooler to work with some people that were listening to cool college music, you know, and we all kind of had our own section that we specialized in. Yeah, I was it that was fun. It was I was that fun. cool college DJ back in 1986 when I first started on radio. Yeah, that's back in the 1900s, kids. No, I, you know, I was on uh, KPX 88.5. It was uh, a college radio, but it was really out of Piper High School down in Fort Lauderdale. And I remember, you know, you we would get okay. records that would come in from independent artists. And, and sometimes we'd get stuff that would hit big in like a month or two. So you never know, you know, you get a song, you know, people are sending you brand new CDs and I still had records back then. Uh, CDs were just coming into fashion, but I was getting records a lot and I, I do miss vinyl sometimes, but uh, you know, I would get to break out new artists to my, uh, you know, to my four listeners in the, um, in the dorm rooms, because it is college radio after all and high school radio and who's listening to 88.5 all the way down there at the, at the end of the band, at the, at that end of the band uh, for a guy that's just stumbling through words. Hey, and you, if you notice the stumbling never, uh, never went away. And I guess that's my, that's my charm. It's part of my charm. But, um, do you remember yeah. work, working at the record store here? Tell me if this sounds familiar. Um, do you have anything by that guy with the hair that goes bump, yeah. bump, 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 bump? Do you yeah. know? Do you know what I'm yeah. talking about? I learned very quickly that I had to know everything. <laughs> it actually instilled such a like music nerd in me that I knew so many... I learned so much there. And um, yeah, so even like Guar, I had never heard of Guar, but I used to get this guy with a long beard that would come in and be like asking me about death metal and stuff. So I had to learn quickly learn about certain bands. <laughs> You're so good. You could have been a DJ, if, you know, working at a record store. You get to learn about all kinds of music, all kinds of people. And sometimes you could judge a book by their cover. Sometimes you could see the guy with the long beard and the bald head and you go, oh, yeah, he wants like Metallica or something like that. You know, you, you, you yeah. can figure out your uh, your demographic by the. Judging a book by the cover, if you will. But, oh, man, I do miss records. I remember uh, I had a quote from uh, KC of KC and the Sunshine Band. Um, he said uh, when he worked at TK Records, uh, they would often come up with that question. Do you have the record by that guy? Which is why all of his songs are very repetitive. You know it's Boogie Shoes. You know it's Get Down Tonight. You know it's, yeah. you know, so they just repeat it over and over and over. But that's not your jam. You seem to me, yeah. it, it, are you a storyteller when you're singing your songs? Or what is the feeling that you want to give people when Kate when they're listening to a Kate Stanton jam? Yeah, um, definitely hope. And um, one of my dreams is that my music suits others and makes them feel better about everyday life and about things that people have to go through. Um, I feel really good when I get messages that my song, you know, got them through something because, you know, sometimes my lyrics are 
about certain things I've gone through or certain things I've seen others I love go through. And I think music is very healing in that way. Oh, I I would have to agree. Uh, Music has a power. It's a superpower. You give people, all right, if they've got off their couch to go see a Kate Stanton show, you got to give them something uh, that was worthwhile. And I think you are going to give them that. All right. I'm, I'm, all right. For those that are listening to the audio version of this podcast, I encourage you to check out the video version because we're getting a little look into your world, into your studio. Uh, I know that some of the videos are live videos, videos of you uh, in, in one of your rooms in your house, I'm guessing, with a microphone set up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you're, you're in front of a keyboard and, and you just belt something out. You know, it's not fully yeah. finished. It's not perfect. But, you know, maybe I, I'm, I might be pro- uh, projecting a little bit. But if I get an idea and I don't record it, either write it down or record it on audio, I'm going to lose it and I'll forget it. Mm-hmm. And it's gone forever. Yes. Uh, do you do you wake up in the middle of the night and go, yes. I got to record this? Yes. And a lot of those songs that you're talking about on YouTube where it's just me and the keyboard, that was set up in my kitchen. And I was um, I was actually recovering from surgery. I had a I had a major surgery. There was a tumor actually behind my eye. And while I was in recovery, I turned to music and I set my keyboard up in the kitchen and um, I was just like you know, what, what do I have to lose? And I turned my phone on and I started recording songs and I might've had like a song sketch written out, but a lot of it was improvised. And then I thought these are going to be demos. I'll make them into studio polished versions at some other point. And some of them I did, and some of them were just meant to get out there for the time. So that's one of the, another reason I believe music is so healing is it gives you purpose. It gives you something to look forward to. And it just, it makes me feel good, not only to sing, but to listen to it, to listen to others, to support others. Uh, it makes me feel connected with others. There's so many just great things about writing songs. <laughs> I mean, so many metaphors. You're you're uh, teaching people how the sausage is made, a little bit of inside baseball, uh, a peek behind the curtain, <laughs> if you will. Uh, how many metaphors can I, I, I say for... Uh, you, uh, you're, you're digging into Kate Stanton's process. Ooh, I cringed. I cringed when I said process and, and you're honing your craft, you know? Oh, oh, more cringy, but, uh, no, it's what you're doing it to, um, it's how it's done. And you're teaching people, uh, this primarily is a teaching podcast. And right now they're learning from you, Kate Stanton, how you become who you are, how you're becoming, uh, you know, you get, you got to this level. Now you're going to get to the next level because you're going to keep going, persevering, uh, keep putting it out there. Uh, you have, you know, you have gear in your house. I'm looking at a guitar. I'm looking at a microphone stand. I'm looking at yeah. at a keyboard. I mean, what kind of gear do you have that, that you can record on? And, um, you know, it's like for for under a thousand bucks, maybe a couple thousand, including the computer, you can record a pretty good demo in your house. What kind of gear are you, are you uh, working with? back there um i've got my grant my late grandfather's electric piano here that i plug into uh, a little preamp and then i use my macbook pro i use logic that's my digital audio workstation um and then i've got a couple guitars here i've got a yamaha six six string and then i've got my um, ibanez that's an acoustic electric but for the most part i just use use this electric piano, this upright right here. 
All right. And then I've got my my mic set up here. I I mean, I'm going to go back and forth a little bit. Now I need to find out uh, when did you learn how to, we know you're a gymnast. We know you're doing flips and and, uh, choreographing uh, to music. But when did you start to to learn to to play music? We know you were singing a little bit of chorus, uh, uh, you know, in the choral choral group. Uh, Was it meso? I don't even know. Meso? What was your? Meso soprano. It's just like... um, in between altos and sopranos. So it's, I got the parts that weren't the highest, but they, they weren't the lowest female part. So it was in the middle. And I learned to harmonize that way, which was nice. Well, I had had to learn vicariously about chorus uh, through my brother. Uh, When he was in eighth grade, he got his voice dropped. So he was the only bass in eighth grade. So in this whole chorus, I remember they were singing uh, Chiquita Banana. We're Chiquita Banana, and I'm here to say. And you could hear him clearly in the background saying, Chiquita Banana, Chiquita Banana. So he's he's the only bass in in eighth grade. I, I think there's a song there. There has to be a song, the only bass in eighth grade. But no, that's a, a whole nother story. Uh, that's that's about me. This is about you. All right. Now, Kate Stan, when did you pick up uh, pick up on on the piano? When did, was your grandfather teaching you piano? My grandfather was um, in the Navy band, and he was an excellent musician. Um, but he didn't really teach me. I used to come to him with a lot of questions, and uh, he taught me some classical pieces. And he would play pieces like. One time I asked him to play a Tori Amos song that I just loved and I wanted to learn it on piano. And he's like, this is so weird. Why do you like this, Kate? It's so weird. And I was like, I love this. So he showed me things like this. But um, I mostly self-taught on piano because I didn't really take lessons. Um, and I I just learned. I could always learn more, too. I just learned with time how to accompany my voice and how to write songs and a lot of times I collaborate with musicians who are better than me and I can learn from because you can always learn with music. That's another thing I love about it is there. You can never stop learning with music. There's always something new. So, well, there was another name that, that, uh, that it, I, it was in my head, but the, the name eluded me, Tori Amos. Oh, yes. Yeah. I loved her. Oh my yeah. gosh. Uh, you know, and you do have, you're carrying those those names that I gave you before, and then that name, you're carrying that style, you're carrying that that image, that, and plus you're adding your own little twist Thank to you. it as well. Oh my goodness. It's, um, Thank you so it's, much. it's music to chill by. It's music that I'd finally, that I'd find, you need to sell this to, to um, movies. I, if you're not part of Sync, I think is, is what I've been hearing about. Get your songs into Sync. And maybe a, a movie, uh, maybe an independent, or maybe a, a big time, uh, you know, producer, yeah. movie producer will say, "I need to have a Kane Stanton song in my in <laughs> my movie." That. Oh, that would be fantastic! That. Could you imagine going to, to one of those movies and you go, "Oh, that's Harrison Ford. Oh, look at that!" And there's, oh, yeah. and then, hey, that's my song. Hey, that's my song that you're dancing to. You know? you, you yeah, oh, you that would be so surreal. I feel like I don't know if I'd be pinching myself. <laughs> well, I mean, you've done another thing that that uh, artists do that, um, that, that hey, it's hit or miss, but if it hits, you'll be listening every year. You did a Christmas song, and I see that you collaborate. You work well with others. That's another fantastic trait of yours is 
you know, are you're open to working with others. So I don't know who 12 below is or Nadine mm-hmm. DeMacato or, uh, you know, I, but the Christmas Carol, you have Paul Lawrence Dunbar and Andy, mm-hmm. uh, Andy LaFerve and you yeah. doing a Christmas Carol. And it's got a little visuals on there. Now, if those hit, Hey, Mariah Carey could step aside. Okay. She's not the only <laughs> one that, that does Christmas music, but every year, you know, hopefully you make a couple dollars. The, I mean, yeah. a lot of times artists will say, I don't do it for the money. But yes, you got to do it for the money because, you know, you need to sustain yourself. You need to keep that roof over your head. You know, whenever somebody hands me a check for uh, some gig that I do, I go, uh, you know, you gave me a dollar. Ninety nine cents is going to go back into the business because I, I need a new microphone. I need, need new speakers. Right. I need a new keyboard. Uh, the strings on my guitar uh, have broken. So, uh, yeah, every penny you make, most of it will go back to the business. But um uh, tell me, tell me your experience. Well, well, um, okay. When you learn how to play from your grandpa, and tell me about your mom and dad. Were they uh, appreciative of music? Did Did you get anything from them? You know, my mom. She told me later on that she played guitar a little bit when she was younger. She said she really wanted to learn Led Zeppelin. Of course, Stairway to Heaven. She was like a, a lot of people of that generation. But she. Um, yeah, and my, I come from a family of artists. My sister's a fine artist. She um, teaches oil painting. She's she's um, getting her master's in fine arts right now. She's a really good artist. And my brother's an artist, and my sister's a photographer. So I feel like I come from a family that encourages the arts a lot and expressing yourself. And um, I really am a big proponent for growth mindset. If you haven't been taught something, you know, it's not a fixed it's not a fixed thing. You can always learn and you can grow and, and that type of thing. So I, I think most of the love of music is from my grandparents because my grandmother was a great singer. She was a, had a beautiful voice and I actually, I, I should mention this, but um, my mom's cousins were uh, wild cherry you know, um, play that funky music. <laughs> They're from Ohio. That's one of um, my karaoke songs. <laughs> yes. Well, that's my Parisi is, um, he's like the hometown hero there. That's my mom's cousin. So I grew up like, that's my family when it would come on and stuff. Yeah, oh, it's so, fully in the blood for sure. And and it seems like you've got a lot of talent there. I'm, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I just listened to one about Canalito and, and your sister, you know, she is uh, in the in the arts. And, and one of the controversies that uh, around the time that he was doing it in the mid 1800s was that he was using a camera obscura to kind of put um, a technology. OK. And mm-hmm. to put the image onto the canvas and then he kind of painted by numbers, traced around it. And they, he got ridiculed for that. Now, there's all kinds of technologies today that are helpful, these AIs that yeah. people are using to write stories, uh, songs. I, I know mm-hmm. that, um, uh, what was it? Um, oh, just heard a podcast with uh, the widow of, I can't remember, Iggy Pop maybe? Is Iggy Pop dead? Okay. Anyway, there, there's a, a widow. Oh, Lou Reed's uh, uh, widow. Oh, okay. Okay, I, I can't remember her name, but she's also an artist. And she's using... AI to write her, help her write songs. And she's fully for it, all for it. And she, she doesn't, I mean, at this point she's in her seventies. So who cares? 
once we get to a certain age, uh, well, you, you, you don't you just she, go ahead. She's seen so many generations. She sees that um, with every generation, there's going to be some kind of technological advancement. So why fight it? If you're an artist, you might as well, like 12 Below and I have had this conversation before. Um, we write our own music and we write the lyrics and stuff with our collaborations. But if you have a something like a tool in your creative toolbox and it, it's AI, I mean, I, I don't see why, if, if the song calls for it and it's still your idea and the genesis of the song started with you as a human, I feel like, you know, I think it's okay. Well, where do you get your inspiration? You know, is it, is it cheating if a rapper pulls out a rhyming dictionary and just finds rhyming words and goes, yeah, that's what I'll do. I'm the best from the East to the West. I got the biggest mouth from the North to the South, you know, and he was, he got that from a rhyming dictionary. Yes. That was the worst rap in the whole wide world. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I've never even tried. I'm like, I admire how some of them do it, but I was thinking when you were talking, uh, Kanye West, he puts, I think he's brilliant. He's so creative and he puts clips of other songs and loops them and he uses it, at, you know, for the rhythm of the song, like diamonds are forever. The whole background is diamonds are forever. And then he just loops it and then he raps over it and it sounds great. So, I mean, I, th- I guess everybody has their opinion. <laughs> well, now you're going through the early days of hip hop. My, my goodness. One of my jobs as the DJ was to find the uh, the instrumental parts of the records and maybe have two of the same records. I would have two turntables and I would play the instrumental of this part and then the same instrumental on that part. And then the same, you know, crossfade and crossfade. And then I'd have an MC that would rap over the top of it. And then when we started recording that stuff, it was called sampling for us, but it was called stealing for the, for the uh, singers and songwriters of the fifties and sixties that we were stealing those beats and rhythms from it's um, yeah. it gets tricky, you know, I, I, the copyrights oh, goodness, and, yeah. you know, and somebody like yourself, you know, you've gone through this trouble, you've worked so hard to put this music out there and to have somebody come and take it without permission, that would be bad. Take it with permission. Now that's a whole nother story, uh, you know, yeah, licensing and, and, you know, somebody asks you, Hey, could I use this part of your song and then rap over that part of that song? Would you be open to that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was thinking when you were talking, you remember Dido and Eminem? That thank you. I mean, yes. that was a beautiful collaboration. Something like that. Yeah. He yes. just, I, I think he just, if I remember correctly, that was like early 2000s. And he just really fell in love with her voice. And he kind of put her on the map in the United States anyway. I don't know about the UK, but yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. You know, th- that thank you song on its own is a great song. Again, you could definitely do a song like that. You have that that feeling. And oh my goodness, uh Sinead O'Connor just passed. Oh, oh my know. goodness, her her voice Eight. haunting. You yeah. you have your your um your bio says haunting, ethereal, vocals, you know, weaves and dreamy soundscapes, introspective. I like those adjectives. I like that that description. Yeah. It's it's not uh you know, it's not a complete box to put you in. But it's a place to jump off of. When I was, I was listening to your song and I let it play to the end, yes, the algorithm of YouTube sent me to Dreamy Scapes. 
you know, uh, yeah. where it had like waterfalls and, oh, you know, cool. very nice, enchanting music. You know, I was like, well, let me test out uh, where is it going to send me? And I'm guessing Spotify is going to do the same thing. If they, people go on your Spotify, they're going to go, oh, OK, it takes me along that rhythm and along that style. You know, if you're doing a nature walk, put Kate Stanton in your ears. I'm talking to my listener now. Cool. Thank you. But it's so true. I like that, I like that a lot because that's one of my hopes is that it just eases someone's day because life can get tough sometimes and music is a great tool to get, you know, that Picasso quote about the dust of everyday life, you know? No, I music, don't. Yeah, like art washes the dust of everyday life off. And so does, I mean, that's music. So I like that a lot. I like that completely. My goodness. Now, all right. Uh, you said you were a gymnast. I do want to uh, touch on that. What was your, what, what was your, your, um, your best? Well, I mean, what, what kind of gymnastics did you do? Um, I did competitive USAG league, which is um, the, I, I got to level nine. So I competed a lot. But I was not a powerhouse. I was kind of weak on the vault. <laughs> so my coaches would, would put me up. Um, I had a pretty intense bar routine. Uneven bars, I could stay on those all day, every day. I just loved the uneven bars. And then I was pretty good at beam. So beam and bars were my thing. And then um, floor was fun to choreograph and be creative with your floor routine and stuff. And then vault, I was just like, let me just get through this. <laughs> Well, level nine, I never got to level zero. So level nine is very impressive to me uh, th- that you and the uneven bars. Oh, it's it's one of my favorite things to watch in the Olympics for sure. And the, and the that you ah, that that you're doing all those flips. Uh, even um, I think that was one of the subtext in uh, in Footloose is that Remy was a, uh, a gymnast and he could do flips and and such. And and there's a lot yeah. of. Um, there's a lot of uh, subtext uh, or subplots I think it's in movies where uh, one of the characters, oh, yeah, I used to be a gymnast. And all of a sudden they're flipping to uh, save the day. So uh, yeah. you, you could definitely yeah. save the day as a gymnast <laughs> in, a, in a movie, in a Hollywood movie, a big Hollywood movie. So you have your song there and then you flipping around on the uh, do yeah. you still do any of that at all? Do I still do it? You know, on trampolines, I still can, but gravity has caught up to me a bit. I was thinking when you were talking about bars, though, I even miss the like the ritual of putting my grips on. Like we used to, the girls and I would just like stand around the 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 chalk and we'd wrap our grips on, and it's just fun. Like I did it a long time, and I started at a young age, and um, the only bad part about that sport is the expiration date on a on a young girl is about when she hits her teens if she's not going to go like Simone Biles or some something crazy she's amazing <laughs> no but that goes into you working well with others it, it, I know that it's primarily an individual sport but you are part of a team uh, trying to make points trying to get more points than the other ones yeah. and uh, I don't d- focus Yes, and don't get me started about indiv- that uh, everybody gets a trophy. Not everybody gets a trophy, okay? <laughs> Only the ones that try the hardest and make it the best, you know, are, are the best. Yeah. That's me and the, yeah. the, that's me and my old man rant. But uh, no, <laughs> uh, what do you, <laughs> what, but uh, you know, you're standing around, you got your uniforms on, you're getting your, your, your uh, powder on your, on your hands yeah. for your 
good grip. You're you're saying do a good job. You're, you're talking to your teammates. It's great. It's great. It's a great way to work well with others, and and that that carries on to your later life when you're in a job, uh, working in an office. You, you know, you you got that person next to you in the cubicle. Hey, have a great day. You know, and of course, you yeah. know, every once in a while, you get that one in the cubicle says, "Don't tell me what to do." You know, and it just uh, yeah. goes about their business. But <laughs> I've been in jobs like that, but thankfully, right now, I I have some wonderful colleagues in a small business. So, but I've been in a large corporation before where you just got to kill them with kindness. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about large corporations versus small corporations, uh, working at smaller radio stations, I have more freedom. Uh, than working at yeah. uh, at the bigger radio stations, okay. so sometimes uh, you know the music programming comes from a place that's not even you know in my location. You know, in, if I'm in South Florida uh, playing music on the radio, or in Little Rock, Arkansas, playing music on the radio, it's not the same kind of music that they're going to want to hear up in Michigan or up in you know it's colder up there or it's hotter down. You know, but you, yeah. when you have a mom and pop and it's just one. You can get a, a Kate Stan to come by with her CD and hand it over to the DJ and the DJ will take a listen to it and go, I like that and put it right on the air. You know, you have that freedom. Yeah, but when you're working with a big corporation, hey, sometimes it's a little tough. Yeah. But we There's do more need- rules and regulations, it seems like. And small business really honors that creative entrepreneurial spirit of each individual that's what i'm learning anyway <laughs> well that's another thing you know are you still in ohio in the suburbs yes. in ohio somewhere mm-hmm. what, what, yep. where what part whereabouts i'm near dayton ohio dayton ohio one of the d's yeah. not not the not the c's i know what is yeah. it cincinnati <laughs> columbus just north, <laughs> just north of cincy yeah okay all right that, that, yeah because there there's like the c's are are, are oh, the yeah. biggest cities, right? Cincinnati, Columbus, Cleveland, yeah. <laughs> okay. But uh yeah, I mean how how I like that town. I, and I I know Cleveland Rocks is you know yeah. is definitely a thing. Uh, I mean my goodness, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is there. Have you ever been? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. Yeah. I want to live vicariously yeah. through you. Is it worth it? Yeah. Is it worth me driving up there? You know, I thought it was awesome. I particularly liked like seeing David Bowie's outfits. Um and just like princes, like princes outfits are there. Some of those flamboyant, like performing outfits that some of them had. And, um, you know, how many artists have been in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it's been a while since I've been, but I, of course, recommend it. I appreciate that. Put it on the walking tour. The What Makes You yeah. Famous walking tour. No, but uh, yeah. going going back to you. Okay. You're breaking out of, of school. You're You're flipping your way out of school. What what songs were you uh were you doing your routines to? What's your favorite one? Oh my goodness! Okay, my level nine floor routine I choreographed to Yanni, his sand dance song. I know, I was kind of like into that kind of new agey stuff back then, but um, Yanni's sand dance is what I choreographed the level nine routine music to. And then I also did um, John Williams' Jurassic Park, the ending credits. That was my level eight floor routine music. I loved that. That was probably my favorite routine. I actually had another gymnast help me choreograph that one. She was um, a higher level than me. So it was a much better routine than the one I had done. Um, and then I don't remember who wrote my my level my first level eight, I did level eight two years. I don't remember, but it was electronic. And I feel like I wasn't being myself with that one. Mm -hmm. I was more graceful. I liked to dance more 
because we had to take ballet every Saturday too. I don't know if I, I said that. So um, we had to incorporate dance into the, in between the tumbling passes. So, well, this is the music that would inspire you to do the tumbling. Now you're going to be inspiring the next generation. Um, Perhaps a a young lady or a young man will, uh, you know, be tumbling to you. Uh, to one of Kate Stan's so songs. Cool. Wouldn't that be cool? Um, you know, if I would just, I would love that. That'd be so neat if a gymnast wanted to choreograph to a song I wrote or even like yoga and stuff. Like I've had friends that have asked me about that and I haven't delved into that yet, but um, it's something I'm always open to. Well, I mean, because your songs, your, your CDs would be great. I remember going to coffee shops and picking up the CD that was, you know, while I'm getting my morning Joe, I'd see a CD and the cover would look kind of cool. Oh, Kate Stanton. Oh, I'll pick it up. Hey, add this CD for me, too. And uh, I'll take it, uh, take it and put it in my car, slide it in there, have Kate Stanton in my uh, in my car, in my in my um, was it 87 Mustang back then and and just listen. Oh, Oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that stuff that you find at the coffee shops, uh, there's hidden gems there. When you go to yeah. FYE, not that I don't think there's any FYEs a- around anywhere, but uh, you know, yeah. when you go to uh, those uh, entertainment shops and and you try you're you're digging through trying to find something mm-hmm. different. Kate Stand is something different. It's something that's going to inspire you. Something that's going to wow, it's not the stuff that I was listening on to on the pop station. I tried the other day, I don't listen to a lot of music in my car uh, on the radio, on the radio. But, uh, you know, off of my own, um, you know, phone player, I guess we we'll play every, everything's on our phone. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I put my own little playlist and I listen. And now, of course, Kate Stanton's going to get shoved into that playlist as well. <laughs> uh, but, um, but I tried to listen to pop music, uh, my pop mu- local pop mu- music station. It was 10 songs over and over, over and over. 10 songs and i've heard it's the same i don't i can't fact check this um this is hearsay but i heard it's like the same producers too so that might be why we're hearing the same type of of music that that makes it anyway that there's so many indie artists out there on twitter um so many i've come across on twitter like hundreds that need to be heard and need to be supported so they can continue making music because most of them also have day jobs. So they're doing this with the what little creativity and productivity they have in the evenings after their day job, you know? So I have a lot of respect for indie artists. Well, you, you're giving people gems as well. You know, people that, that uh, want to make it in this business, but don't know how, uh, yeah, you're going to have to, you know, knuckle down Get yourself a day job, the insurance business, you know, the insurance job, yeah. the, the, the soul sucking job. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully it's decent enough to where you you have some kind of a good time to make a steady paycheck. I tell people that the entertainment business, the money's money can be good, but the work is not steady. It's a constant hustle. So, you, yeah. you know, your day job, your your steady gig affords you the ability to go on a Thursday night and do that open mic Friday night, do that, that club Saturday, do that 50,000 stadium arena. Come on, Kate Stan. Yeah. Let's hear them. Yeah. You hear them. Oh. You hear them. No, but uh, you know, can people go out uh, anywhere in Ohio and, uh, and go listen to a Kate Stan show live? I've heard you live on the, uh, on the YouTube. Where can we see you live? I don't have anything planned right now. Um, 
I, the last gig I had was before the pandemic and it was a small coffee shop. Um, but I don't have anything planned as of right now. Cause I'm actually in a big writing phase. I'm, I'm doing a, a songwriting circle with the Carrie Cole school and, um, I'm really enjoying my collaborations with 12 below and, um, I've just been writing a lot. So I think once I get my favorite material, because sometimes I take a while to, to wrap my head around things. I think once I get my favorite material, I'll I'll start doing that more. <laughs> What's the Carrie Cole School, Kate Stan? What's that? Yeah, Carrie Cole is um, a voice and music school in New York City. And I've done so many of her classes now. Um, I just respond well to her teaching methods. I respond well to her. And it's a supportive just group of, of songwriters. Um, yeah, it's, I'm doing it right now with weekly lessons with her and a group of us. So it's, it's been really rewarding. That's pretty cool. So you're even fur- further developing your voice, your talent uh, through that. And is that, I guess it's online. You're not in New York. So it has to be yeah. something that you do online where you, you yeah. record yourself and they kind of critique it a little bit. And tweak yep. it. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, we get, we get, um, we're lucky to get her ears and her experience on some of the songs. And, you know, some songs don't go anywhere. Like there was one I did a couple weeks ago, and I think I only shared it with a handful of people there, and I never did anything with it again. And, but I still feel there, everything that I write will grow into something, whether it's used now or later. So, Sometimes you just do it for the sake to get it out and and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, the internet can be used for good. You know, I, I hear people yeah. <laughs> all the time, especially on this podcast, where uh, you know the guy will be in in Australia and his drummer will be in in the Middle East and his uh, guitarist is up in in England somewhere, and they've never met, but they've collaborated, they've made music together. Tell me about your collaborations. Have you met all these people that you're singing with on on your videos on your music? Or th- no. What? No, no. Um, other than Zoom, um, most of these collaborations were one of the gifts from the pandemic, really. Like, you know, we all started going online and um, I started during the pandemic. I started doing FOM, February Album Writing Month. And I met a lot of the wonderful musicians I've collaborated with through that website. I highly recommend um, anyone who's wanting to collaborate with others or get lyrics or get other producers or stuff. That's that's a really nice community. And then um, Nadine is just a friend. She's in Germany. I She's a very, very talented producer. And we we talk sometimes over Zoom. And, um, and then, of course, 12 Below, we met on a... Um, we meet with a, like a piano group that is on Twitter and then, um, you know, just mostly online, we send each other stems and then he mixes it and he's in Germany and, um, sometimes he's in New Jersey, sometimes he's in Florida. So it's all over. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that there's, you know, that there's book writing like that where they'll, they'll write a, a book a day or, or a story a day or something like that. And that's the challenge. I didn't realize that there was a February uh, for music. Yeah. That's fantastic. Where you'll, you know, sit down, write a song, whether it's a good song or a bad song, who can be the judge, write a mm-hmm. song every day, do it. You know, a writer writes always, uh, you know, if you want to be a, a, a songwriter, 
you write a song. That's what you do. And that's yeah. all you, that's, I, I mean, I, I could hear it in your, in your voice. I can hear it when you talk about it. This is something that you love. You love to yeah. do this and, and you have yeah. to do it. You know, the, the day job, if you want to talk about it, you can, if you don't, eh, it's a day job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my day job is um, inspiring because of the people I work with and, um, but yeah, I've tried before to not do music and it doesn't end well for me. I, I get sad. I get, it's just too much of a part of who I am. So I can't not do it. And once I realized that I just stopped trying to be somebody I'm not, you know, Yeah, when you're I'm, doing it in your room, you don't feel the energy of the people like at a live show. So I, I imagine the experience and you can tell me, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. The, uh, the experience of, uh, you know, being in your room, having a camera, maybe somebody will watch it on YouTube. Maybe they won't. But mm-hmm. you just have this desire to play some yeah. music and see what people think. What do you think? Yeah. Now, when you're at, a, at the coffee shop pre-pandemic and hopefully soon, you know, you'll be at the coffee <laughs> shop and beyond so people can go yeah. see a Kate Stanton show. Uh, don't keep it away from us. Come on. We got to go. We got to see you, you know, with your keyboard or your guitar. What What do you like better when you bring it on stage, a keyboard or guitar? I've only done one show. No, actually, take that back. I've done three shows with the guitar, and I feel like I'm not as good at the guitar. So I, I feel piano probably, but I just love to sing. So whatever song calls for whatever company that calls for the song I'll, I'll do, but singing is like way up here. I just like to do. Well, I like that power is that you have one. That's one more advantage you have over the just singer is you have the ability to accompany yourself a guitar. If you can grab an acoustic guitar and go sing out on a corner, you could busk. you know, my, my, uh, my cousin, Timmy, he goes out all the time in Fort Lauderdale on the beach there and, and just busts away and makes his, uh, his daily, his daily wow. bread, you know, just doing that. And sometimes they'll hire him for, for the coffee shop or the, or the restaurant. You may get discovered out there, but you're beyond that. You've already been doing this for so long. You need to get to that next level. Do you have uh, somebody that's helping you? Do you have, I know you said you're independent, but do you have a, a team that's maybe helping you to record things. You already told me that you have 12 below and Nadine Mikado, uh, Mikado, Mikado, Nadine de Macedo, Macedo. You yeah. say Macedo. Yeah. I say Mikado, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you have people that are helping you to create the music, but who's helping you to get your name out there. You're on the Twitter, you're on the Instagram. Who's helping you with that stuff? Or is that all you all Kate Stan? I I had this like moment maybe a year ago where I was just like I have to self promote I have to start getting out there I'm I've actually only been on Twitter a little over a year now and um, Twelve Below helps me with production and instrumentation um, they're fantastic fabulous musicians and um, and I'm the reason I'm signing up for Carrie Cole's school is because I, I learned so much from her and I really admire her. So those are pieces I have in place right now, but otherwise it's, it's just me and I'm just trying to figure it out as I go and hope that 
this is what I've always felt too, is I hope my music connects, even if it's a small group of people, that's, and it's genuine, that's good for me because I don't want to connect with a bunch of people and it only, you know, um, I really do want people to feel good when they, they hear my songs and less lonely, feel connected. Oh, that's happened to me too. Things like that. So I think if people listen along the way, they're kindred spirits and it's, I'm just going to keep following it until I feel like it's, it's right. (laughs) There's a lot to be said about that coffee shop show, that restaurant show, that club show, you know, a nice intimate audience rather than that 50,000. Yes, you get the 50,000 and maybe that'll help you buy the house or, 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 you know, the car that you need or get repairs for whatever, but that nice intimate I could see yeah. you getting a lot more out of that. And the people that are experiencing that, that are sharing that with you, you're getting a lot from them. Uh, you know, I, I, I often I often joke uh, when I'm DJing at a party and I play a, a request for somebody and I'll say, if I can just make one person happy, I'm a terrible DJ. I really am. I really am a terrible, you know, I need to make more people happy. Uh, there's a crowd of 300 here. Uh, at least, you know, 200 <laughs> of them need to be jamming, even need to be on the dance floor having a good time. And, uh, yeah. but, uh, you know, when you're doing, uh, what, what is it you want to play? You're, I know you're in, in your creative phase and some people don't know when, when that artist, you know, maybe that artist, maybe when uh, Taylor Swift uh, put out that first album. She had her whole life until uh, t- she was, you know, twenty uh, to to have that that album. And then they expect in two years uh, come up with the exact same type of album that hits just as just as good. Well, I had eighteen years to to make that album, and now I only have two <laughs> to make the next yeah. album. And you want it just as good? It's uh, it's a lot of pressure. Uh, to put on yeah, somebody. And, and she's been really good at genre shifts too. I mean, she's switched from country to pop to, she's done a really good job with that. Well, so whether her, a, <laughs> whether her record company liked it or not, you know? And, yeah, and I know. She, I, I often, my daughter loves Taylor Swift and, um, I tell her quite frequently, I'm like, I like how she's grown as a person and I like how she's, she handles her business. Like you better believe it. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's got it going on. Well, I mean, you mentioned (laughs) Prince briefly where he left his record company. The only way he can leave it is to change his name to a symbol, a symbol, you know, and Taylor Swift said, Hey, I'm, I want to leave the company. Can I have my, my records? No, you cannot have your records. All right. I'll re-record my records. And re-recorded them even better because I imagine, just like you, you're developing your voice, and and it's going to be that much better. Uh, you know, the progression from two years ago or or however long ago when you first started recording your music to now, it's just going to get better and better and better. Yes, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, I, I think every artist um, can look back at stuff they've done, and I hope that's one thing is like, I hope they don't take down old stuff because it shows people how you grow. I mean, it may be terrible to you when you look back, but it's like, you never know unless you start. And then it shows people where you came from. Well, okay. I I got scolded. I'm an old man on Instagram. And if you look at my keys day on Instagram, there's over 30,000 posts out there. And, uh, you know, the, the kids, they are taking down a lot of their old posts and cleaning things up. It looks more professional if you do it that way. 
I'm, I don't know if I'm too lazy or, or I just want to leave it out there. And, you know, I'm not ashamed of anything that I've, I've done years ago, you know, but, uh, I, I know that there's, uh, there's people that are still getting scolded for uh, tweets that they did, uh, 10 years ago, 20 yeah. years ago. Uh, how long has Twitter been out? I don't know. 20 years now. Uh, you know, yeah. and we grow as people That's and you're right. showing your art yourself as an artist growing. That's right. Yeah. And we shouldn't hold people's pasts. I don't like that. <laughs> I'm not that I, guy I, anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just grasping at straws to put someone down. I think. <laughs> yeah. Poor Justin Bieber. If I had a camera in my face from the time I was 16 oh to the time goodness. I was 22. Yeah. I'd probably be in jail too. Cause I'd get frustrated with the, get that camera out of my face, man. Yeah. I'll tell you when oh, I yeah. want a camera in my face. Now I'm good with the camera in my face. But when I turn this camera I always, off, I always felt that way about Britney Spears. I felt like they were very unfair to her and cruel and just, just mean to her. And she was to me, I don't know her personally, but I always felt she was so sweet. And I felt like people were just saying the meanest things to her point blank. And they expect her not to be human and eventually snap. I just thought, and I think people are now realizing they mistreated her early on in her career. But yeah, I, I think, I think some, I think it's mostly good. People are mostly good, but there's a lot of mobbing and bullying online too. Not just with teenagers, adults do it too. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I love Brittany and I, I, I think I might be too old to love Brittany, but I still do. Oh, when I was, when Everybody I, should love Brittany. The, the, the radio station, they used to make fun of me down in Miami. So I, I, I built a uh, Keys Dance House of Brittany page on their website. And I think it's still out there. So uh, I, have a, I have a House of Brittany. Because every time I yeah. played Brittany Spears on the, on the station, they go, oh, there he is again, playing that Brittany. Yeah. I say, oh, come on. I play other things, too. I just, you know, I like all these kids. That was, it was the 90s. It was the early 2000s. Come on. <laughs> I know. I liked Brittany, too. And she was genuine. And she just, she was all Southern sweetness. I always liked her. <laughs> She's a good follow on Instagram. The crazier Brittany gets, the better Brittany gets. <laughs> all right. All right. That's enough about her. Hey, um, as we wind this thing down, and I know we've only scratched the surface. I don't want this to be the last time that we talk. As time progresses, when you do get that uh, album or those singles out there, I want you to talk about them. When you do get those shows that you want to promote, come on back. We'll chit-chat for a little bit. Okay. You know, it doesn't have to be a whole hour like this one. But, um, you know, I, I, I want people to, to know where to find you. If they slide into your DMs, business only, you know, yeah. what, what are you open uh, to collaborating? Uh, I mean, you... Yeah, movies. We talked about movies, Christmas collaborations. What are you open to? Um, I'd be open to researching more about the sync deals and the and the movies. Um, collaboration wise, I'm you know I'm finishing up a big project with Twelve Below, and I'm working on the songwriting process with the Carrie Cole School. So I am not collaborating actively right now, but I think I think it would be really cool if if it was up for a movie or sound of some kind of soundtrack, even video games would be cool. <laughs> well, it sounds like you keep busy. You got the day job that's, uh, you know, probably nine to five. And, and then at mm -hmm. night, 
Uh, you do, uh, you know, you do your, your live videos and you're in your songwriting. And then every once in a while you talk to a goofy bud like me, you know. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very happy and appreciative that you took some time to, to uh, talk to it. Talk to me and uh, teach me, teach me and teach my listener uh, how to be Kate Stanton and uh, and go beyond, uh, you know, the thought. I think I want to be a singer songwriter. Well, go be a singer songwriter. Go do yeah. it. Maybe uh, do some flips on a, uh, a uneven parallel bar, uh, and uh, you know, ba- work on your balance beam. But always have yeah. songwriting in the back of your head, and have a very yeah. talented grandma and grandpa. That's a another yeah. plus, another bonus. And talented sister with her uh, oil painting. That's I hope she's yeah. going very far in that too. So uh, my and then, sister is a lovely person. She, I will tell her you said that. Thank oh, you. Super fantastic. <laughs> Well, I mean, I hope I hope you're doing great. You got a smile on your face. Uh, you already told me you have uh, uh, at least a daughter. Uh, that's uh, mm-hmm. how, how she holds. How, how she think? What does she think of mommy uh, playing this music? You know, she has known since she was little. We used to sing together, and she played saxophone for three years. And um, she she loves Taylor Swift right now. She's all about Taylor Swift. So she's got her own music going on and with her friends. And she her thing, she's 14. So she curates all these playlists for her friends on Spotify. That's the thing to do right now is like the chill playlist. And um, she finds these indie bands on there. And, and sometimes she'll put them on and be like, who is this? This is really cool. <laughs> That is really cool. And I, I see a lot of uh, 14-year-olds and, and, and the teenagers when I'm doing uh, their Sweet 16 parties and stuff, sometimes they'll mm-hmm. have an ACDC shirt on. And I'll go, uh, oh, yeah. what's, what's your favorite ACDC song? Who? <laughs> yeah, I know. Or Nirvana or Pink Floyd. I see that, too. Who? <laughs> Look down. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just a shirt. <laughs> they, they wear it ironically. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you need to get a good musical education. Now, every yeah, once in a while, yes, yes. I do a karaoke. If the record stores were still around, they would. Oh, man. I'm I'm watching a, a documentary on Prime now. Uh, it's called Video Massacre. And now that, you know, there's they, they went to like a blockbuster in 2012 that just before it closed down. And then like a month later, it closed and it was bare. And, you know, these the, oh, the, nice. the movies, the independent films, even the independent music. If they don't have stores that that maybe you can go around Ohio and find one of the mom and pop stores and say, you know, or a coffee shop and say, can I can I put this CD on your counter? You know, and maybe give them a cut or whatever, yeah. or, you know, make some kind of a deal with them. And they, most of the time, yeah. they're pretty happy to put your your music yeah. there. And without the FYEs, without the well, I know that was a big, big, you know, big corporation, but it without the, the little record stores. Uh, we're losing all that independence stuff. You think there's some there's some really neat um, mom and pop like vinyl stores in the Dayton area. So I'm kind of thinking that that is the way to go for for local musicians is get your stuff on vinyl for physical copies to sell because um, Omega Music in Dayton has a local musicians like location and and you can find indie artists from the Dayton area in there, which is awesome that they've you know, they support them. So I've seen some of it, but yeah, I remember you'd be, you'd be at borders, bookstores even, and you'd find local CDs and those don't exist anymore. Well, I know I'm getting to be a dinosaur, but I gave up my techniques back in, in 19 in 2000, I guess, uh, you know, I gave up my records 
I uh, went to CDs. One one party I did on CDs, and by that time, MP3s were already going. I can have every song. I can buy every song in the world with my Pioneer CD interface or uh, turntable interface and a computer. I could buy every song in the world. Oh, uh, you know, I get a request. I want to hear a Kate Stanton song. No problem. Buy the song. Yeah. Boom. Put it on the turntable. Shoot. It's out to the world. You know, so the vinyl, I guess it's gone. The way of the dodo. Although the dodo might come back too. I heard this year, I think they're going to clone them and bring them back. Oh my uh, you know, the, the graphic park. Oh, they're nice. working on the woolly mammoth and, and the dodo is coming. Oh, but that's, oh my goodness. There's so much knowledge. Uh, little trivial stuff comes in my head. But, um, you know, the CDs are going away. Records have gone away. Heck, I, you know, I miss my eight tracks gone away. Yeah, I guess it's all digital. It's all streaming. As long as you're out there, and you are, you're out there. You, you got to keep up with the technology. We talked about technology yeah. earlier. Keep on going, moving with the changes, and uh, you're you're doing it. You're doing you're doing what you need to do. You're the Kate Stanton brand is getting strong, and I guess it's Kate Stanton or Kate Stanton sing or Kate Stanton yeah. sings. Some of it, I, I need to. Yeah, I know. We need to come up I with one Twitter, brand. I couldn't add the S or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got the Not YouTube. Enough. Too many with, characters. The YouTube's got the S. The Instagram has no S. The Twitter has no S. And the link tree is Kate Stanton. So I, I have all those links, yeah. and I'm, I'll put them out there in the show notes. Thank you. Um, any shout outs you want to give as we wind this thing down? Um, I really appreciate your time. I've had a really fun time you know, chatting it up about music with you. Thank you so much for having me on. And um, 12 Below and I have a new song coming out tomorrow. So if you're on Spotify, I'd love for you to stream it and support local indie musicians. What's the name of the song? What's the name of the song? Add You to the List. Add You to the List. What's it about? This one is about, um, this is this ghost and angel cycle that we've been working on. And this is the ghost of just kind of resentment and getting it out there. Like I'm going to add you to the list, but it's, it's got a positive spin to it. So it's not all, it's not all bad. Yeah. Uh, going along that Christmas Carol thing where the ghosts of Christmas yeah. past and the ghosts of Christmas present. All right. Yeah. I- you know what? I, I've actually um, quoted Dickens a lot with these song with the ghost songs. So I love that you just made that. Thank you. <laughs> Yay. I'm Dickensian. I, I, I do appreciate it. Please, sir, I ask for more, Kate Stanton. Yeah. Please, more. <laughs> All right. I always like to finish these things with uh, last words for the people. This could be words to live by, Something, maybe something you heard a long time ago, maybe a mantra that you wake up with every morning, or just whatever pops into your head at this moment in time. Kate Stanton, give the last words for the people. If you're feeling any fear, do it anyway. Whatever pops in your head that you feel like your heart and you should be doing, just do it anyway. That would be my advice. <laughs> well, there you have it, party people. Kate Stanton, what a nice lady. And just so inspired by the music, inspired by nature, inspired by by her walks in the wilderness, inspired by the ocean, inspired by water, inspired by the boats coming in and out. And, you know, just, oh, my goodness, inspiration. It comes from everywhere, but I appreciate that inspiration comes from nature and birds. The, the, the original uh, singers 
of, of this earth. You know, these, these are the, the, the uh, people have been trying to emulate birds for, for, uh, for, well, since they, they got vocal cords, I, I guess. And so, um, yeah, I appreciate that. The, the nature, I'm going to go ahead and get out in nature right now, right now. I think I'm going to go, go take a look at the moon or in the stars and such. I'm out here in the country now. So, uh, I appreciate that. I, I don't have a lot of, uh, of city lights. I, I miss the city sometimes. I miss being close to, uh, close to things that I could buy, but I like being able to walk outside and heck, uh, uh, you know, some of my acreage is forest and there's little deers out there in the forest. So I see nature all the time. There's bunny rabbits and oh my goodness that lately there's been turtles crossing, uh, crossing the street. So, uh, between the turtles and the deers, I got a, Make sure I drive a little extra carefully so I don't I don't hit a little baby deer or a little baby turtle or a little baby bunny rabbit. Uh, so I got nature right outside my front door. I appreciate that. And uh, Kate Stanton, cornfields. I like that. I like that. Corn mazes. She's a she's a, a country girl living in the suburbs. Still, still country girl at heart. I appreciate that so much. I mean, and it shows in your songs. You're. Your songs are so, oh my goodness, it's music to chill by. It's music to, to it, it changes your mood. If you're feeling blue, if you're feeling, you know, like you've had a hard day at work, throw a Kate Stanton song on and just relax. Have a nice cup of tea. Make you feel good. Thank you, Kate Stanton, for being on the What Makes You Famous podcast. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. Now, if you, I'm turning my attention to you, my loyal listener. If you would like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call, 501-470-6386, or email keysdan at aol.com. That's it for me. It's keysdanradiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Be on Radio What. Call 501-470-6386. Say your name, where you're from, and you're listening to what? The music you want is on Radio What. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcasts on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keysdan.com thank you for listening radio what the music you want with some words to live by your children get only one childhood make it memorable a public service message from radio what.com the music you want